0: I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, our podcast about two of our most favorite things. Talking about coffee, drinking some coffee, and talking about geek culture. Yeah, I might be a little too excited for this podcast. We're pretty excited about this episode. Uh, I forgot to look what number it is. It's like 39, maybe?
1: 38, 39. 38? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. And I post them and I post <laughs> the numbers. So I should be able to tell you. Well, and when I
0: save them, I always save the episode number on it. But I can't. I know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. That doesn't matter. No, nobody out there cares. <laughs> it's episode no. something or other. <laughs> yeah. If you're tuning in, you figured it out. We're still here. Right. And we're glad that you've tuned in. Thanks for finding us. Yeah. Uh, in whatever way that you did. Uh, we're in all the podcast channels, such as... We're in Spotify. We are in
1: iTunes, Google podcast. I didn't even know that was a thing when I look at it, like it, it still surprises me. Um, all the different podcast channels We're on YouTube. I am a little behind hi. on posting. Hi guys. Uh, posting our YouTube episodes. I hope to get, I hope to get caught up on that today. Um, you can watch them as well through our website at coffee If you you type that into your browser and it takes you someplace that is not us. You can also type into your web browser, co- comics.coffee.
0: It's like that's the bizarre. simplest.
1: That's, that's the simplest thing. I still can't believe .coffee is a thing. I'm so happy .coffee is a thing.
0: It, it kind of uh, makes the world. It's a teeny, 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 tiny little bit of joy in an often joyless world to have a coffee.
1: I don't know that it's an often joyless world.
0: Well, that seems
1: harsh, man. I mean, you can find
0: joy anywhere I can, in life. True. We do to. find a lot of joy. I find a lot of joy, but I know that that's not the case for everybody. So, you know, yeah, I'm just, trying to, I'm just um, looking out for the mess. I'm a man of the people, John. Don't you know this? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it's not. pretty brave to speak for
1: all the people they <laughs> We call those people despots. Mm.
0: Well, that's kind of what our podcast is about today. Kind of, yeah. But before we get to that, uh, those are all the ways you can find our podcast. You can also connect with us in a lot of ways, and we love to have John run those down. Yeah, so we're on Instagram at coffee
1: underscore, the letter N underscore capes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, our My friend Amanda said we should absolutely be on TikTok because she thinks it would be hilarious to see us doing, trying to figure out TikTok. So maybe we'll end up on TikTok guys, just two, two like guys who have no business being on TikTok awkwardly trying to like figure out what to do on TikTok. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. What could possibly um, go wrong with the two of yeah. us on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so we're there. Maybe we'll like, go viral like, for just being like super old, weird, dumb dads. Is that? I'm pretty sure that's a possibility. <laughs> like they'd just be like, look at these two idiots, like trying <laughs> to figure out TikTok what button do yeah, i press? I push the button um, <laughs> how do i record this thing am i knock knock is, I this on? On? I is this hold thing on on? hold on i think i'm getting a call yeah. hello <laughs> um so you can also again find us on the internet our, our website again is coffee if you can't really figure that one out we don't blame you <laughs> So we did uh, change the URL. You can now just type into your
0: web browser, comics.coffee. Well, we that didn't change take- the URL. We just added to the URL. We added to we the added URL. to yeah. the uh, plethora of URLs that you can use to
1: get yeah, to. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few. But comics.coffee is the easiest one to, to type into your thing. That'll take you to us. Um, and then you can email us at supers, S-U-P-E-R-S, at coffee and capes.com uh shoot us an email we'd like to hear from you we we have one actually that he meant to respond to um that asked us to be on on their podcast oh excellent we need to do that i know right and we're going to be on the genre geeks podcast uh at some point in the not too distant future i think we're slotted to go on there to talk about miss marvel um sweet so
0: Oh, and uh, and next week it, we're we're working on having a special guest. Our first special guest, I believe, next week if all goes well. Yeah, if we can make it happen, so that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, we're looking forward to a conversation with Ruben Nahara. I don't. My apologies if I'm not saying that entirely correctly, but he is a comic book creator, and we're looking forward to talking to him what about comic his upcoming. Book? Uh, it's an Archie comic. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. The best Archie comic ever. Yeah,
1: I think it's a one shot is what he was saying, if I understand correctly. Um, so pretty excited to have our our first comic creator on the podcast. And um, this may set a precedent. We may end up having more uh, more guests on the podcast. That's our goal anyway. We have some friends that we'd like to have on here,
0: too. Yeah, so start lining up those requests to be on here, I know. Yeah, and to and all of our wait.
1: friends that we have threatened to bring on the podcast and expose to the world, you should probably uh, probably get a little microphone.
0: By the way, I just want to point out... Oh, very nice. Yeah, thank you. Well played, well played. Uh, so what what's our what's our featured coffee today, John? Uh, we're still kind of featuring Asgardian Amber, so... Ah,
1: yes. I have a bag of it here. This one's actually going out to somebody who won it on our Whatnot auction last weekend. Um, I'm a little delayed in getting that out to him, so I apologize. Um, anyway, so as Guardian Amber is a limited edition roast guys. We talked about it. Uh, that's actually what I'm drinking this morning, aside from my protein. I don't have the, our normal cup. It's dirty. I used it. How dare you? I know I should just plan better for these things, man. I should just order like half a dozen and (laughs) call it a day. Uh, So as guardian amber guys is a medium roast um, single origin. It comes from a pea berry, which is apparently two beans inside of one. So it's a very interesting, uh, different kind of berry. There's notes of blueberry. I can absolutely taste the blueberry when I take a sip. And it finishes with a touch of like milk chocolate. I can really taste it in this one. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm enjoying it. Although it does come across maybe a little bit lighter. Um, at least that's what Rachel was saying. It's To her, it came across a little bit lighter. I can agree with it. Um, but it's still absolutely de- delicious. And it pairs really well with Ladybird Provisions coffee bombs. Like really, really well what doesn't it's a phenomenal i mean come
0: on i know right it just those things do well i'm, I'm still waiting on our our uh delivery of some asgardian amber i can't wait to try it a little mead inspired uh coffee there if you will yeah so grab some guys we do Excellent.
1: have a yeah fourth of july sale going on this weekend so go check it out Maybe get, get, a, 20, get yourself a
0: mug. Look how look how pretty this mug is.
1: I mean, the on. mugs are pretty awesome, actually. I, I they really are like there. the coloring on this one. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and then don't forget on our website, we're doing a fundraiser. Gwen's Friends t-shirt yes. uh, to help support and uh, help support Philip, the one true nerd king on Instagram. Great member of the community. His daughter Gwen is going through chemo again. This is to help pay for her chemo. So all of the proceeds from the t-shirt go to helping with that cost. Um, no kid should have to go through chemo, let alone
0: twice. Right. And honestly, no family should have to fundraise to pay for the treatment. That just, yeah, that's, insane. I mean, that's a whole, that's a sit. That's a yeah, whole, we're not whole getting it's its own thing. We're not right now. There, but dude, had, we But dude, we got to do better as a society at taking care of each other. Yeah.
1: Agreed. So, but since we can't figure that out yet, we're doing our part to help exactly. raise money yep. uh, and, and do what we can. So if you haven't picked up a t-shirt yet, grab one. They are super soft. I got one. I know Dave got one. Yep. Uh, a few other folks have kicked in and purchased theirs. So thank you, everybody who has bought one already. Um, they are being printed and on their way. So uh, yeah, grab one. Grab one now. Do it. Do, do it, it now.
0: Do it. Do it
1: now. Do it now.
0: Hey. All right. Hey, uh, you said we have uh, we have a note for fan fiction
1: today. We do, actually. Uh, so this one came in last night from uh, Andrew, who is book nerds underscore unite underscore uh, times three. So his... Uh, I like the book nerds. Says, right? Like we love book nerds. It. Yeah. So uh, Andrew was nice enough to... He asked about how our uh, coffee subscription for Coffee in a Comic worked. Uh, we responded. He came back and told us it was showing us the comic was sold out, the comic portion. Uh, we weren't aware. So there was a glitch in how that system was set up. So I went in, fixed it. It works now. But um, yeah, it, like, thank you, Andrew. And, you know, for taking time to let us know, because yeah, really honestly, that. like we wouldn't have found it. I, I don't go in and order that for myself clearly, and it's not something that I need to do through the website. So I wouldn't have known, uh, Dave wouldn't have known, we, we wouldn't have figured it out. And who knows how many of you out there have tried. We apologize for the technical issue, but it does work now. So please feel free, go in. You can actually put in up to four items. So you could do a bag of coffee and three comics. You can do uh, two bags of coffee and two comics. You can do... Three bags of coffee and one comic. If you really just want to get super jacked up on caffeine, you can also do any combination leading up to that in terms of number. You can do one and one, two and one. It's up to you. And if you don't want comics, you can still subscribe to just coffee and you save 15% on your subscription. So um, go check it out. It's there. It works. Thank you again, Andrew, for, um, for letting
0: us know, like, we really appreciate you doing that. See, that's geek culture at its best, looking out for each other, helping each other out. Like, we really appreciate it. And, you know, honestly, folks, we are the very definition of a small business. There's, there are five of us and we're trying to figure all that out on our own. So, uh, and honestly, mostly it's John doing that and he does amazing work. So thanks buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: And we are adding new comics all the time to the website. So Go to the website and you can see the newer stuff that's either just come in or is coming. They've been busy adding in a bunch of new stuff that will be dropping next week. You can go in and purchase it ahead of time. Um, so yeah. But we can't ship it ahead of time. That's annoying. We cannot ship it ahead of time. Like that's we just
0: won't do that. That seems rude. Um right. seems like a good way for us to get in trouble. We don't want to do that. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. All right. Well, I think those are all the polymer, the first things. You're good. You're good, Porky. Yeah, for sure. What are we talking about today, John? Hold on, really quick, before we go
1: into that brain, Pinky. I never understood why Porky Pig had a stutter. I don't know. It was like one of those weird random things. Like he always,
0: I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. All right. I don't know. It's I, it was probably a like a maybe it was a fifties sixties thing. Like maybe like every John, writers, every Bond villain has some sort of like scar or God, physical like weird yeah, thing. Like why? Great, because it makes them memorable. Okay. You no, know, it makes them uh, memorable. I think it Came and... close to being like oh, if you have some sort of physical physical, not even necessarily disability, you just have some sort of thing that makes you evil. Like let's not do that. No, I don't think that's it at all. I think that what it stems from is Ian Fleming. Right?
1: I'm a big James Bond book fan. Like when I was growing up, when I was in my teens, I read a ton, whether it was James Bond, Stephen King, comic books, didn't matter. I, I read a ton. Yeah. And I, and, and having gone to school for creative writing, um, you have to write things to help people stand out in writing. Right. Something like unique, original, like that that kind of makes them appear in your mind. So if you're creating a villain, right? Like the description of James Bond is this, and the description of the villain is this. And there's that difference. So I I think it's just a a descriptor it's like why does darth
0: vader have a I was just black helmet yeah i was gonna say just like uh like you gotta get make your villain have something like for instance a distinct way of breathing oh yes and it's a whole While well, it's it's super scary right yeah
1: like jason Voorhees and the hockey mask and everything else i think it's it's nice because it's not grounded in the same realism that a ted bundy or jeffrey Dahmer uh, is yeah you right it it takes it and puts it into fantasy land so i don't think it's done to like
0: that's the best explanation i've ever heard of that good job john
1: thanks i'm here i'll be here all week uh between friday and friday (laughs) however
0: that's not why you called (laughs) that's not why you called
1: but thanks for calling kevin costner we appreciate you uh i appreciate the call this morning i think you're great too kevin costner did not call us Just in case there's any actual confusion about that. (laughs) In case anybody's like, holy shit, Kevin Costner called you?
0: No. 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 I'm just delusional. (laughs) But we are talking today. Let's finally get to our topic here. We're getting there. We are talking about one of the greatest cinematic villains of all time. Maybe the greatest cinematic villain of all time.
1: Oh, yeah. Can we just say, like... It started with Rogue One elevating him to a whole different plateau, and this series really took it like in a whole new direction. For sure. However, I also want to say that I think we've just seen one of the greatest Jedi of all time. Oh, man. That's correct. I'm going a say we're talking
0: about the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi a couple weeks ago, a few weeks back. We gave it the we did the midterms where we yep. uh, we we checked in on it halfway through the Disney Plus series. And today, now that the final ha- finale has uh, has dropped uh, a little bit ago, uh, this would be a good time to remind you of our spoiler alert warning that we are all about the spoilers here. We have zero intention and frankly, zero ability to keep from dropping spoilers yeah. all over the place. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah let's take intention out of it and let's yeah. just be honest
1: and call it what it is yeah, yeah. we can't keep our mouths shut because we, we get super
0: yeah. excited like We're i gonna am geek I out am about all the boy all over this thing today yes for sure so if you have not finished watching the obi-wan kenobi series on disney plus and you don't want to have it spoiled now would be the time to make use of your pause button yeah you sit down or stand up and hit the pause button and uh and, and enjoy back, the lovely cold music.
1: Do, 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 do.
0: All right. Anyway, uh, and we're back. So, you know, hit the pause button. Go finish watching it, when you can. And uh, we'll be waiting here for you. Those the rest of you that don't need to do that, we're just gonna let's do this head. thing. Let's do this thing. Hello there.
1: Hello there. It's the greatest. I'm just gonna get everything with that on it now. Hello there um so we're, we're kind of talking about the second half of yes. obi-wan season i want to i want to address something though that like i do think has some validity that is a detractor from it that um ha- has been talked about a little bit online and that is there are times that the cinematic experience and the set of things seemed like a little lower quality mm-hmm in, in certain instances. Um, and, and I agree with that. I, I would agree with that. I think that there are moments where I kind of, as I was watching, I was like, well, that's weird. Like that seems not up to like the normal par that we see with, with a lot of the star Wars series. Right. I thought Mandalorian was super clean from beginning to end. I thought Boba Fett was super clean from beginning to end, you know, in terms of cinematic, styling and and set production but there were just moments every now and then in the obi-wan series where it seemed like it dropped a little bit um which was odd because then you get to like other scenes and you're like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> right. right like uh like darth vader pulling a starship that's trying to escape yeah out of the sky right back to the ground and then tearing the hole open that was some peak vader right there that was thank you really really good yeah thank you so much for giving us finally on screen like that
0: view of like vader's true like this not well, sure to me, though. that was one of the best through lines of the whole series. Is I mean, what was that episode? I don't know. I can't remember what happened in what episode. I thought it was I thought it was five. No, oh, was sure. Episode. But yeah. I was gonna I was gonna go back earlier and say the the episode where uh Vader and, and Kenobi first face off. Oh, yeah, and Kenobi's like running fire. for his life and then and terrified, and then Vader like ends up throwing him in the fire. Like, what? That uh that was crazy. There was that
1: kind of like friday the 13th ish feel to that too because like you said kenobi's like running for his life and vader's just carrying a lit lightsaber and walking right and then yeah. peers around the corner as kenobi thinks he's clear and yeah. nope yeah yeah i love how vader never runs anywhere right he just struts with a cape bellowing out behind him oh man but, but so and I'm a huge... We've, we've talked about this so many times. I'm a giant Darth Vader fan. Like, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi are probably two of my favorite Star Wars characters for very different reasons. This series has been something that I have been, like, dying to see is those two coming back together and, how like, how that went. And the, and the torturous relationship
0: between the two. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I think, if nothing else... They absolutely got those parts right in this series. Yeah, you can't say they didn't. You can't say they didn't. Well, I mean, somebody could, but I,
1: they'd be wrong. <laughs> but they'd be wrong. Yeah, you're just so if you're out there saying that that didn't do what it should have done, you're wrong. Um, I'm entitled to your wrong opinion. Yeah, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Very rarely do we say that, but <laughs> this is one of those cases where I am gonna die on that hill of. They nailed that man, Uwe McGregor, too. I saw this article from I think it was The Guardian that said Obi Wan suffered because of Uwe McGregor in the role. And I thought, What? Yeah. And I read the article, and it was the dumbest article I've ever read in my entire life. Um, I think it was just written solely as clickbait. Yeah, it sounds like that's just right? like, oh, here's a hot
0: take that'll that'll get us yeah. some views.
1: Yeah, Ewan McGregor awesome. was bad as Obi-Wan. And you know what? You're a terrible writer.
0: <laughs> How dare you?
1: You might be a good writer,
0: but you have terrible ideas. <laughs> terrible ideas. Um, that, that makes no I mean, sense. Like everything no. about Ewan McGregor, he, you saw the pain. Like he did a great job, I think, yeah. of... Picking that character up, like, what would happen to this character? His family was slaughtered, right? His family slaughtered in Order 66. That's all he has. Yeah. That's the only family he has. He's He feels like a failure. He kind of was. He doesn't just feel like a failure. He kind of was a failure. In a his way.
1: brother is the one that turned to the dark side. Like The guy he views as his brother, his right. ward, his... You know his Padawan, the one right. he was responsible for bringing up, is the one who slaughters his family. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, <sighs> that betrayal is cuts anybody to the quick. Yeah. And you saw it on his face, and you saw it in his movements, and you saw it in how, like, he had zero confidence in himself, and you know he couldn't, he, he couldn't hardly do anything with it. He had no force in the beginning of this sh- uh, of the show, and it makes sense and you saw the pain in his face like Mm -hmm. i i i have zero patience for somebody saying that 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 ewan mcgregor was bad as obi-wan Plus, you see the little movements that he does like the way he folds his hands or the way he strokes his beard yes it absolutely recalls what alex alex alec guinness did in the in you know the original trilogy right yeah, like that's brilliant stuff. He clearly went and looked at, at movements, at body motions, and and uh, and the just the way Guinness held himself and uh-huh. patterned himself after that. He made sure you saw those echoes in what he was doing. Like, yep. Like, get get out of here with your Ian McGregor Ian McGregor's no good.
1: Right. As it's just, Obi-Wan. It's like I, I read that I was like, you gotta be kidding me. It's a joke, it's clickbait, it is yeah. whatever. It's it's a writer who is looking to try and just be counter to everything that is actually accurate um there are some
0: things to complain about and there's not this series wasn't perfect by any means no there were a couple episodes that were kind of left me flat but not the last one and none of that had anything to do with ewan mcgregor's portrayal of obi-wan or the one before it like episode five where
1: you know oh, again yeah. vader pulls the starship out we get um third sister who Reva. Yeah. Reva. Right.
0: The reveal Oof. of
1: that story. That was so, so well, you kind of knew. Right. So that was that was foreshadowed very early in the series. yeah. And you you had to be able to connect that if you didn't connect that. That's OK. But it was very clearly foreshadowed when they showed him killing all the younglings. And there was the little girl who looked so much like Reva. Right. And then they pan to Reva as third sister. You're like, okay, this is her. Right. Um, but the way that Kenobi has that reveal, like, mm-hmm. you're not bringing me to him. You're bringing him to you. To you. Yeah,
0: you're hunting him.
1: Yeah. You're hunting him. You're not hunting me. Yeah. Like you're here for vengeance. Yep your goal is to come after him and the the moment where you know vader realizes there's nobody in the ship the other ship escapes and reva comes at him from behind and swings that lightsaber and it falls short yep and he just turns around yeah and there's that the way that he just taunts her right did you really think i didn't know right like did you really think i didn't know like and he still and that plunges to a depth of his like his dark side he knew and he just let absolutely just let her keep doing her thing because he was so confident yeah right he had nothing to fear from her right and he would use her to get to what he ultimately wanted which was obi-wan yeah but watching him fight her oh that was a great fight class all by himself in that moment
0: oh like just the
1: yeah spin spin yeah she swings and he just force stops her lifesaver Yep. yep you're like all right you are the baddest man in the galaxy Almost. until <laughs> almost
0: yeah almost <laughs> until right until. until we get that final battle between obi-wan and and darth there was um so i, I remember we talked
1: about in the in the first half conversation um the character uh, what's his name again I can't think of his name. I, I don't want to butcher it. Um, he was in Eternals. Oh, Camille Nanjani. Thank you. Camille Nanjani and how, Kamal? you know, his... Nanjani, I'm yeah. sure. About. That part I'm sure of. So his character, right? The fake doing, being the fake Jedi yeah. And, yeah. and all that was a little meh, you know? But his conversation with Kenobi, when Kenobi makes the decision to take a shuttle and draw an entire star destroyer away because yeah. you know he knows that darth is going to follow him he knows that he's not going to blow him out of the sky and then go right back to the to the rebel ship um, but that conversation was so well done
0: you know he's like right yeah I mean, and the growth of that character like that he's, he's ready to take responsibility and well, and you saw the moment that when he's explaining, he's like, I don't know
1: what the, you know, the word of a fake Jedi and a thief and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Kenobi puts his hand on his shoulder and he says, it's good enough for me. And you saw the look on mm-hmm. his face. That was a life changing statement right there. Yeah. Like that was the moment that that character went from kind of a, a rogue who probably didn't care about anybody, but himself to, if it's good enough
0: for Kenobi, I can be better. Right. And there's some great, I don't know how to put it. Um, it's the mark of a hero, isn't it? A mark of a hero mm-hmm. that you, that you make people better around you. Yes. That you, that you inspire other folks to be better than they have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's what Captain Marvel does. That's what Captain America does. That's what, uh, yeah, a hundred percent, you know, the best of us, that's what they do. Or just regular people, like, in real life. Like, that's what they do. They make us want to be better. And I know that that was captured really, really well in that moment. It was. And it was captured again. And
1: we saw the the early strength reveal of Leia. Mm. And her ability to influence. Like, she's the whole reason, right? her and Luke, but she's the whole reason that Obi-Wan does what he does. Cause he starts to see, you know, her passion for doing the right thing. Yeah. Like here's a child, a child mm-hmm. right? or 10. <laughs> right. And, and he's not only wanting to keep her safe, but now he sees all these other people willing to fight for what's right. Yeah. And he says it right. He says, you've protected us for so long. It's my turn, right? This is what we were supposed to be. Like, he's not, he didn't say that, but you saw it, right? It was the underlying,
0: this is what the Jedi were supposed to be. Right. And so it's kind of cool that, you know, the, the strength of Leia, Leia's character, just what we were saying, what Obi-Wan did for um, Nanjani's character, like Leia's character, the strength of her character inspires Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know solidifying leia as maybe truly the heart of this whole story oh yeah i would think so i I would i I would think so
1: and you know who else i i really liked and i i want to see more of is um i can't think of his name but ice cube's son uh is the uh, the, oh kind of the leader of that rebel group and i can't think of his character's name i can't I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Is it Broken? Broken, maybe. Yeah. Is the
0: guy's name O'Shea Jackson
1: Jr.? I didn't yeah. know it was Ice Cube's son. Yeah, it's Ice Cube's son. He's been okay. in a few things. He's, he's really a, a good actor. I enjoy watching him. Well, and ways. I liked his line at the end, something about, I'm just getting started. Yes, right? Like, even now, that kind of makes the hair on my arm stand mm-hmm. up. When yep. Obi tells him, you know, there's a lack of leaders left these people follow you don't stop yeah (laughs) Yeah. and he smiles and says i'm just getting Getting started started. right right um yeah so i'm curious to see you know kind of what where that goes too but man so many great like inspirational moments absolutely and then like reva right discovers the little communicator and realizes there's a child yep
0: and heads to Tatooine how she survives that that uh lightsaber to the gut I don't really understand but we'll go with it because it gave her it gave her a chance to really really shine even Mm -hmm. more in this last episode Moses Ingram was fantastic in this yeah yeah absolutely amazing
1: and the character
0: arc for Reva was
1: really good. Like to go all the way to Tatooine with this murderous intent and essentially take revenge against Vader mm-hmm. by killing his son as a child. Yeah. Because of because of everything. And then she's at that pivotal moment. She's fought Uncle Owen. She's fought Aunt Baru. She's made it through. Luke's taken off into the desert to try and be safe. And she catches up with him in the canyon and pulls him down off of the ledge and he's helpless and she can't do it yep right uh and she she comes walking out of the desert you know this is the the, obviously after the big pivotal battle between obi-wan and darth and uh you know obi-wan's made it back to
0: tatooine and he's there with scrambling looking for luke and And here she comes with him in her arms. Yeah, right. Which doesn't that call back to uh, episode four? Like, Luke! Like, everybody's always calling out for Luke.
1: Luke, He's always getting lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's always getting lost. And she comes out. And what a great moment. Like, she gets to... I I feel like she gets to forgive herself. You know, Mm -hmm. she's carrying all this guilt. Like, sort of survivor's guilt for being the one that, that got out and all of her youngling... Partners and family didn't. Right. And, and, and you could like that just, it, it had broken her. That guilt had broken her. And, and she that's found a piece of her Sure. You and know, she found real. a piece. Of, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, like that's the only way that character makes any sense is if that guilt mm-hmm. breaks her. And she, yeah. and she finds her way. She finds a piece of her humanity again. It was, I thought it was a great, great.
1: Story. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, she, she asks if she failed if she yeah. became if she's become him yeah and it'll be one like no you honor everybody mm-hmm. by not doing this yeah right and i think that that's a that's a, an important like we get so many revenge stories in the movies where somebody kills so and so and then that person, yep. john wick john, i've out set of skills and i'm gonna right the entire John Wick series, which yeah. I love, right? right. It's phenom- right. phenomenal series. Is all based on, you know, and rightfully so, because they kill a dog. <laughs> that's that's just unforgivable. The pale. But you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, there's, sure. There's so many times it's like the hero goes on this killing spree to take out all the bad guys because they took something from him. Yeah. Um, and that's how you honor that this showed a different avenue like honoring the loss of all those folks by not
0: doing that Mm -hmm. by not not, becoming the enemy that you've been hunting like right by not be it's niji right like don't careful when you're hunting monsters lest you become one yes yeah yeah it's so true and we see it in Mm -hmm. the we see it in the real world we see it in so many stories but you know to me that's a piece of the of a hero's journey that reva becomes one of the heroes because she refuses in the end to become the monster that she's been hunting for all these years
1: well and and obi-wan's the same thing sure right yeah that's the that's a hero's journey that's a very important note in the hero's journey of all the major heroes throughout star wars is that the ones who don't succumb to that like murderous rage Mm -hmm. over a loss end up the real heroes and our one hero who repeatedly cannot stop himself from giving in to that need for vengeance ends up becoming the biggest bad of them all right
0: yeah right and there's power there as we see i mean that's the whole metaphor of the dark side right there's power in that vengeance right but but you also lack freedom
1: because he doesn't yeah. have freedom,
0: yeah.
1: right? You get power in that vengeance, but you're a servant. He yep. serves a master. Yeah. Right. He is, he is 100% a servant in that master. And he, he said, so at the end, you know, clearly like when emperor Palpatine says, I wonder if you're, you know,
0: too devoted. Oned. Yeah. Too devoted to your former master. Right. And, and he, he just and he, does, he, is it real? Is it real that he just can click that off this flip that I switch so. be off? It's I think felt so. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, he was angry,
1: right? He yeah. was angry. Um, I thought it was interesting. So, in a, you know, we got the, the flashback of Obi-Wan and Anakin, right. Training yeah. together. Yes. And Obi-Wan telling him like, when it looked like Anakin was going to win and Obi-Wan says, I don't remember what he says, but basically the gist of it was, you know, you're too driven by a need to win. Yeah. Right. It's like so much so that you miss a lot. Um, And that, and that showed in the final battle between Obi-Wan and Darth and man, if, you were waiting throughout that series and had been somewhat disappointed that you hadn't seen Obi-Wan's like actual power come through. Oh, yeah. That final episode was for you then. Yeah, that that I rewatched it this week because I was just like that. That scene, like Darth pulling the ground out from under him and burying Obi-Wan and then walking away thinking he had won. And we see Obi-Wan in there just kind of holding it. And he's that struggle. Mm-hmm. And then he sees Leia. Then he sees Luke in his mind. And you can see his facial demeanor change, right? right? And he remembers. It's like he remembers why he became a Jedi. Like yeah. what the purpose He remembers was. who he is. Yeah, yeah, he remembers who he is. And all
0: those rocks explodey into the sky, <laughs> right? But it t- and it makes sense that it took that. You know, he was the start of the series. He was a broken, defeated shell of of a person. Yeah, he was stealing sushi off of the production <laughs> right. line, right? Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, I don't. That's what it looked like. But yeah. you know, and he had zero at the beginning. He had so little, uh barely any force connection to the force couldn't do anything running for his life. And then finally, you know, he comes full, full circle, I guess, back to being the super powerful Jedi. And, and John, you've been saying for a while now that Obi-Wan's really the ultimate Jedi because he's the Mm -hmm. one who has defeated all the big bads. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only reason that he lost that battle on the death star to Vader when he did was because he chose to, he knew that in doing so would put Luke on the path needed to restore the Jedi and ultimately defeat the Sith. He also knew he was going to turn into Ghost Ben, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's, that's something that he learned. I, how exciting was it, by the way, to see Liam Neeson show up as Qui Gon at the end? That's pretty great. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, that was so good. I'm so glad he agreed to do that. Um, he, he said in an interview recently he said of course i was gonna agree to do that <laughs> like the idea of anybody else taking that character like just didn't make sense right um and i'm so glad that he he chose to do that um uh, because it was such a good moment obi-wan riding into the desert and then all of a sudden
0: you see the little shimmer <laughs> and there he was yeah got a long way to go yeah that's um, pretty cool i like that at the i like that ending as a you know, there's more here and, and I don't, I would be fine if they don't do another season. I kind of feel like I would not, I, I kind of feel like they did what they needed to here. Um, At some point you're kind of stretching it, but if, if we don't get another season, it, it, this, to me, this season did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, episode six was pretty perfect. Yeah.
1: Like pretty perfect as a finale. However,
0: I would be super happy to see more. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not watch it if they came out with more. I'm just, right. uh, you know, I, I think
1: that again, Obi Wan is a is a character that has a ton there to um, to work with, like a ton. So, For sure. but but you know, he comes back to himself in that scene where he's buried under the rocks mm-hmm. and explodes up. And he catches up with Darth Vader, and because Darth and- is walking like he always does, yeah. Darth's not in Darth not. Darth is walking because he doesn't run. It mm-hmm. could just be an issue with the servos in his knees, yeah, that he just can't run. Um, but yeah, he's he's walking like he does because he's confident, right? He's confident yes. and assured that he has defeated. He believes he is the strongest Jedi, the strongest Force wielder in the yeah. galaxy, um, and the only reason that. He is a servant to the emperor, is because he's emotionally just broken, Mm -hmm. right? And and we see some of that like self realization at at the end of the battle between Obi Wan and Darth. But there, the scene I got to say this, like that the continuation of the lightsaber battle was phenomenal to see Obi Wan throw Darth back into like (laughs) the pillar. You were like. Oh, I felt one came to play today. (laughs) I felt justified. I was like, yeah, okay. I was right. Obi-Wan's Obi-Wan's like the pinnacle of being a Jedi. Yes. In my mind. And
0: then can we talk about the, the, the end of that? Like when he, when he cracks open the, the mask. Yeah. Well, and what led up to it,
1: right. Where he spreads his arms out and all you see right are all those boulders behind Mm -hmm. him and they just start pelting darth vader like raining fire to use the uh, term yeah that's a good that's a good call um and then yeah he cuts that well he hits him in the back right catches he smashes his respirator
0: control right yeah yep cuts open the cuts open the uh mask and then it gets a little weird then we get the the dichotomy of the hayden christensen the actor and james Earl jones the voice i loved that i thought that
1: was so good i i thought that was so good the voice modulator right Mm -hmm. that was and we knew there was a voice modulator that existed within the helmet from you know jedi Uh, when Luke takes the helmet off, right? So that his father can look on him with his own eyes and he speaks. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sound anything like James Earl Jones. Correct. Um, So the voice modulator exists for whatever reason that they chose to put it in. Good on him. James Earl Jones was a good choice. For sure. Yeah, I'd like to change uh, my GPS to sound like James Earl Jones. (laughs) That would be excellent. That'd be so good. (laughs) But I thought it was really cool how they did it. Right, he starts out talking like Hayden Christensen, and then the voice modulator kicks like partway in, right. and it, yeah, and it, it does some weird stuff. Um, the the strained respirator breathing was very reminiscent of when
0: uh, the end of Jedi, as well, mm-hmm, for sure. And it speaks to the, I guess, the sort of broken dualist dualistic nature inside of of Vader. The whole mm. like the whole Anakin v Vader internal battle that's continually going on, apparently.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, even you know, when Obi-Wan and Ooh McGregor is such a great actor, you know, he starts tearing up when he sees the, the yeah. helmet cut open. Yeah. And you can see that sadness and that sorrow that's so present. And you know, he, he apologizes. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin. I'm sorry for everything. I'm sorry yeah. for it all. Yeah. And that moment where Hayden Christensen looks at him and that there's a, they did something really interesting. I don't know if anybody, if you caught it with the lighting, when Hayden Christensen says, you didn't kill Anakin. The predominant light on his face is from Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Mm as he goes and continues speaking and we get, you know, we go back and forth, the light that ends up on him is predominantly from his lightsaber. Interesting. I don't know. that. Yeah. One. I thought it was a really subtle, like really subtle nod to his change. Right. Because in that one moment where he says, you didn't do this to me. Like yeah. you didn't
0: do this. I killed Anakin, I was like, oh, yeah, so do you, do you hear that? Did you read that as like almost full on uh, multiple personality kind of thing? like there's almost a separate personality invader, or is it you know, is it I guess it's metaphorical in some ways, but you know what I mean? like it's just sort of an odd thing to, for him to say I think it was the
1: The moment, almost yes, right? Almost yes to your point, not quite fully because we always saw Anakin struggle back and forth between the light and the dark, right? Sure, yeah. And those moments of light, right, were very clear and introspective and sad because he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. He could see it. He could feel it. He knew he wasn't right. He knew there was something off. He knew he wasn't the Jedi he was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and he loved, like he loved Obi Wan. He looked right. at him as a father. He said yes. that on multiple occasions. So I think that what we saw there was the last vestiges of that Anakin disappearing into the persona that was Darth Vader.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. That wouldn't uh, surface again until the end of Jedi. Right. Until confronted with his his own actual son. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When he when he's there
1: facing off his own son and sees his own son being tortured and you know, attempted to like be turned and killed by the emperor. And that loss that turned him to the dark side the ultimate end was his desire to protect Padme, yes and then that's what drove him to the dark side was that deep well of love that like you know he had lost his mom and that fed the dark side because he went out and killed all the tuscan raiders and the younglings mm-hmm. and everything else right and then his desire to save padme's life and the children's lives right, right Uh, were what drove him ultimately to the dark side correct so his his last remaining bit of love right was for obi-wan um as as kind of a father figure and we saw that little flicker of whatever that was like burn out and then darth fully emerge again in the rage of as i will destroy you yeah. right and obi-wan realizing my friend is truly dead right right um and then in, like you said in jedi not until he's confronted with the possible death of his son do we yeah.
0: see that light like fully emerge again yeah he finds that that little piece of love again that's enough to to bring him back mm-hmm. but uh just like Reva needed to um forgive herself i think in that moment obi-wan is able to forgive himself a bit too yeah enough
1: well because the guilt that he was carrying around was that he had failed and killed his friend yeah and he carried that burden right that his his friend his son if you will right turned to the dark side and became like capable of killing younglings and became capable of executing other jedi and and did so right um and then to realize that he he wasn't the one who did that
0: he wasn't the one who did that like yeah ultimately anakin is responsible for anakin's actions
1: right and what a great what a great story that like like kind of moment lesson that is right you're not a Anakin was clearly saying, I'm not a victim. Mm. I did this to me. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm responsible for me. You don't get that power. I am the power that destroyed myself. Right. And Kenobi finally realizing, yeah, like I did everything I could to help you. And you made that choice. Right. Right. Okay. My friend is gone and I'm off. Yep. Right. How many people in our lives do we wish would do that? Right. Take that accountability. How many people in the real world do we wish would take that level of accountability and say, no, I did this. You guys didn't yeah. do this. I did yeah. this to me. And then how many of us wish we had the strength, like when that reveal happens from a toxic friendship relationship, whatever, wish we had the strength to say, you're right.
0: Yeah. And and I'm done. And and I get to forgive myself and I'm, and I'm done and I'm moving on and I'm going to be better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not right. going to wallow in this sorrow and guilt and yeah uh, and and hold myself
1: back yeah i mean it was really just like there was a lot packed into this absolutely from uh you know from an uh, emotional and life lesson standpoint that we really were gifted like this series absolutely this is to me
0: in that sense this is geek culture at its best right Mm -hmm. helping us or science fiction at its best like storytelling At its best yeah. when it helps us see ourselves in these characters and see how we find our humanity. Yeah. In these characters and, and in the story that they're telling. Like to me, that's the mark of a really, really good story.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, right? That that moment of humanity, I think you touched on it, where we get to find that humanity. We see that within ourselves. We see the good, right?
0: And we understand the actions of evil mm-hmm. and we that we're dread. capable of it, that we're capable of hurting others and hurting ourselves and trying to do, trying to, to choose better. And, you know, there was, there was a moment of where
1: Obi-Wan realized as well, like his inaction was as responsible for the furthering of evil uh, throughout the galaxy wow, good as anything. Yeah. Right. And he had to come to that realization either right. I'm gonna have to take a stand and do something about it, or if I choose not
0: to more people are gonna die yeah right yeah uh, what's what's the old rush line if you choose not to decide you still have made a choice yes, yeah, right absolutely it's true and and it's super true yeah um and then the, the
1: if we fast forward past this the moment where Obi-Wan comes out of the desert mm-hmm. and you know is there talking to Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew. How badass were those two? And they were awesome. Aunt Brew being the one who's oh. like, no,
0: <laughs> we are not running. We are going nope. to, we are gonna protect our our house, our house and our our nephew. Like, yep. Bring it on, third sister. We are we are not yeah. running from you. We don't care. We got yeah. you like yep. we're
1: gonna that's inspiring to and man. owen's face of like well, okay then <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right um i love seeing strong strong women on screen oh, and that was just yeah. that was such a great moment such a great moment um in the end right in the conversation between obi-wan and uncle owen and obi-wan saying you're right he just needs to be a boy hmm right that's it and he needs you to take care of him. yeah not me and then then we get the hello there yeah he's like do you want to meet him of course (laughs) yeah of course and he's got the the ship in his hand Mm -hmm. which we see luke playing with at the beginning of, Mm -hmm. of a new hope right episode four and he walks up and we get the line yeah, The line is so iconic for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi character, right? It started in A New Hope. It's just one of those things. And he's like, that's so perfect. It's like, hello there. Like, <laughs> just so good. It really so was. So good. Like, you just scream. And like, I felt like a whole, like, room full of little
0: minions just like losing their minds (laughs) that's pretty good yeah that's true now there are a couple of things you know a series like this where you go back in time and all of a sudden characters are meeting it kind of messes with stuff that's established from 40 years ago like if leia and and obi-wan had this important week together or whatever it was you know how come there wasn't more of that you know in new hope but those kind of things or you know or uh everything we've seen throughout the the prequels and then obi-wan's like oh i don't remember ever having droids like you so, know there's some stuff that that it throws that now i don't care it doesn't like ruin it for me but i think it's important But i'm going to i'm going to blast all those out of the water give me all right a second right. cuz
1: i i thought about this heavily so a couple things one How many interactions do you remember from when you were 10 with adults?
0: I mean, a few, a few, a few. Well, I couldn't say it was exactly 10, but yeah.
1: But if you're 10 years old, right? I was thinking about this the other day and I'm trying to think like who came to my house? When did I see my grandmother? Like, when did I see Mm. my uncles? Okay. When did I see these people? And I'm, I couldn't tell you. Like I can get snippet memories of like time with my grandmother snippet memories of time with my uncle, but I couldn't tell you at what point in my life, those were my parents probably can. Right. But I couldn't, cause I'm 10. And what my memory is, is it's of like toys and riding my bike and the things yeah. that were ultimately like, you know, super important. Here's the other piece. Right. And I'm going to throw this out there. Um, if you go back and watch a new hope,
0: When did Leah and Ben physically interact? Uh they really didn't, did they? There's only like a never did. They get her. That's right. Like she's not on the ship. Nope. And they separate. Like he gets the uh the little short for a stormtrooper gets her, they get out of the cell and into the trash compactor and don't they see each other from like across the across the way or something they never interact wow they never
1: interact the only okay. Okay. like the closest interaction that they have face to face is when he's watching the recording from R2 yeah and and Obi-Wan's not wrong he never owned C3PO he never owned R2D2 those were Anakin's droids hmm anakin built c3po yeah anakin had r2 that entire time those droids belonged to anakin not obi-wan okay all right so all the like hubbub out there of like ah but like it kind of nope if you go back and watch obi-wan on the Death Star was off trying to shut down the tractor the beam. beam. Yeah. Leia was the rescued beam. by yeah. Han and Luke and Chewie. Yeah. The next time those guys see each other, right? Like they're trying to get to the Millennium Falcon. Falcon
0: and Obi Wan's over in the wherever fighting Darth. Fighting Vader. Yeah. And who knows how long it's been since. Ben and Leia have seen each other. Well, if she's, okay, here's, what, here's my counterpoint to that part. Mm-hmm. Now, for you and I, trying to remember memories from 10 is like 40 years ago. But sure. in New Hope, Leia's like, at most early 20s, mid 20s. Dude, when I was so like that's still only 20th, that's that's 20th. ten or fifteen years ago instead of like forty. So I think there's a little more chance, but okay. But so your point is well taken that they don't actually see each other, so there's not really a chance for them to have an, an interaction, which is which is interesting. Right. That's that's, that's yeah. good research on your part. Yeah. Um. Now,
1: on the flip side of that, right? Uh, in the conversations between like luke and leia around ben she doesn't really ever mention that she knew him Mm -hmm. right but that could be for any number of reasons she also doesn't
0: allude to not knowing who he was true and she obviously i mean she knew him enough to send him the message right yeah
1: You're my only hope, Obi Wan. -Wan. And she calls him Obi Wan. Obi Wan, right? Yeah, right. Not Ben. She calls him Obi Wan, right? Right, because Luke says, "I wonder if he means old Obi, like old Old Ben Ben Kenobi." Yeah, old Ben Kenobi. And Luke has clearly had enough interaction with Ben to know how to go find him. Correct. Yeah, true. So that connection, right, is is definitely pointed to. I think as I, I think that as we and so, you know, kind of thinking about it, right? It also makes my point that people are implanting the idea that Leia and Obi-Wan had more interaction in a new hope because their memory mm. like kind of created that. Yeah. Right. So just saying. The mind plays tricks, right? It, it tells us it like it sometimes makes connections that aren't necessarily there. And yeah. Yeah. How many times have you like remembered something and Joanne tells you that is not what happened? I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> Happens to me all the time, right? Like, <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. I'm like, sure it is. She's like, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, fair enough.
0: Yeah. So you know it's Yeah. So overall, in our classic, not yet patented coffee and capes rating system of overwhelmed, whelmed or underwhelmed, what are you giving the Disney plus Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi series? Uh, if people haven't figured it
1: out by now, I just don't feel like I should tell them, but I will. Uh, I was thoroughly overwhelmed. I loved it. It was everything. I'm as a huge Obi-Wan Kenobi fan. And like I've talked about before, big Darth Vader fan and thinking that Obi-Wan was the most underrated Jedi of all time. Like this. I I'd waited for this forever. And Ewan McGregor. Perfect. hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Like they couldn't have picked a better person to embody Obi-Wan. And he really was perfect from like the jump in
0: uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. And some redemption for Hayden Christensen as the actor who, you know, didn't didn't have to be pouty, could just become completely badass. And boy, was he. Man, yeah, he was awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and you can say what you want. And I, I talked about it in the the first. You know, midterm was it was it seemed a little weird that they brought him in and you know used him as the physical presence of Vader while not using you know, his James voice, Robert, right? Not using his voice. Um, but his physical actions, his physicality as Vader, and then the the flashback scenes, and then the finale. It just, yeah, like.
0: Way to go, Hayden Christensen! You are Darth Vader. Nice job. Yeah. So I, I'm right there with you. I'm especially the way the the finale really brought it all together. Uh, overcomes any flaws t- for me, and uh, and lands squarely in the overwhelmed camp. Yeah, for me, as well. it, it's so good, so good, so much fun. <sighs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. So everybody else, what'd you think? What uh, the, What did you like? What what was off-putting for you or, uh, you know, what did we miss? Um, I'm sure there's stuff we didn't talk about here that, that would be worthy of bringing up. So uh, let us know. Yeah. Email, leave us a message on the socials, however you want to connect. Happy to have you.
1: Carry your pigeon.
0: <laughs> Send
1: Kevin Costner a message and tell oh. him you'd like him to contact us. Yeah, because we talk to
0: him regularly. Well, John. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I don't have that kind of sort of connection yet. Right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us for this episode number of and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you hopefully or hear, having you hear us next week when we hope to have uh, Ruben. special guest Ruben, comic yeah. creator Ruben, best Archie comic ever. So looking forward to that next week. Until then, true believers, thanks for being with us. Bye. Bye, guys.